Okay, hey, we're back. And today we're going to be reviewing a couple of products that got sent to us. So we're going to see how these operate. And if you go to our newsletter, just go to mightyhouse.net, click on the contact us page and uh, fill that out. Sign up for the newsletter and you'll find out how you can win these. These exact ones we will be mailing out to you. So uh, feel free to go to mightyhouse.net, click on the contact us page and uh, send us uh, sign up for the newsletter and you'll find out how to win this stuff. Also, click on the subscribe button and click on the bell. That way you're notified when we do our next video. And of course, we want to say to Niles Design District, thanks. We'll be back right after this. Here I come to save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems, home improvement problems, that is, and for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. Okay, first up, Rich, is what this, pro this product right here, this is called Putty King. Putty King. Putty King. So if you're doing drywall, you're doing something like that, and you need to patch this up. You know how most, when you call a painter, you, you have those, those guys that are uh, paint installers, and then you have yes. real painters that actually prep the right. walls first. Painters will prep walls, other yes. guys just install paint. Correct. So if you, had a, if you hire a paint installer, you'll never know what these are or see one. But Correct. if you, if you if want you to do a, a job- in your wall, <laughs> you, you want to do a job- right Yeah, if you want to do it correctly, here's how we're going to yes. do it. So we're going to set this out of the way. So they send you one of these devices right here. It's already got a piece of sandpaper on there. It's, it's got this little slide deal. You flip it over and it, it's got a little door in here. So for batteries, no, no, no batteries. They send you these pre-made pre-mixed putty, uh, tubes. It's almost like a small tube of toothpaste, but I, I don't know what, it, I don't know if it's got a minty fresh smell or not. We'll find out. Of course, I should be able to open this, right? Sonar? Yes, but you probably trimmed your nails yesterday. Yes, I did. Oh, I, I've got a, I've got my MacGyver. Wow, you got a third hand. Yeah, see how that just came in there like that? Yeah. Pop. Okay. Let's see now, because that slides very nicely. Right, but your tube's not open completely. So oh, it's not so maybe it just lays. No, it does, because it it'll go in there. You see how that's in there? Yeah. So it, I had it tucked in there. It doesn't need to tuck in. It needs to it needs to be just in the front. So then because gotcha. see now so this the little squeegee thingy lever right. pushes it like toothpaste right out. Yes. So now, now let's try it. Oh yeah, there look at that. Is. See, look at that. Perfect. So now we need a uh, hole. Oh, look at that. That's the amount you were hoping for. Yes. So now, see our drywall here is nice and smooth. There. See, we need we need a couple of dings in here. <laughs> There. Okay, we got hey. dings in the. We got to fix those dings in the wall. So now you take this and you put that. Oh, look at that! Just like goes right over it. So then you squeeze some more out. There. So now we've got those filled really nice space for painting. Oh, so you can use this to paint it then if you wanted to. So there you go. So now we filled it. We flip it over with the sandpaper. You can sand it when it dries. And yep. then you take the sponge applicator, paint applicator, it snaps over 
the sanding disc, and now you paint that area to do your repairs. Boom, done. That is really simple. Yes. Wow, I'm going to start punching some holes in my walls. That's right. So let's see, let's try this again. Look at that. Ooh, that's a nice deep one right there. Look at that. Fills it right up. And it doesn't All look right. like there's no shrinkage either. <laughs> so what's your honest opinion of that? Is it a cheesy homeowner tool or do you think it's actually got practical? I, you know, if you were doing, if you were like uh, just doing one room, I, you know, you'd probably go through one tube in a room, I would think at, at worst. Depends on how bad, you know, how many dings and stuff are in the walls, but um, I think it would speed it up. I mean, this is a lot quicker than if you were going to mix a pan of Durabond and go around and do your touch-ups. Well, this I think that's part of the point. I mean, most people aren't going to because they don't have a, a pan, a knife, a ba bag of Easy Sand 20. Right. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, what I like with that is it's all in a package. Right. It's one deal. Right. And it comes with extra uh, painting sponges, extra sanding discs, and additional putty. So you can buy all of that stuff. And let's let's go to uh, Mr. Sonar and see. Does, did he find out how much this is in the store? Or do we know? Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't take a look uh -huh, at it. Uh-huh, see? I didn't do my homework, and now I'm blaming you for not me not doing my homework. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere around there. I would say $20, $25. So is this worth $20 if you're going to go around and you're painting a room and you're going to do this? Is it worth 20 bucks versus spending money on putty knives, a pan, sanding discs, and, and a painting sponge? Well, I think it comes down to whether or not you have the tools. You yes. have a van full of tools. I have a shop full of tools. So something like that, maybe not for me. But for the average homeowner who has a, uh, a, a drawer full of hand tools or small, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it would probably be pretty good for them. So, so I guess that would be the next thing I'd want to see. Okay, pull that tube out of there or pull it. Yep. Okay, take the blade out. And how about, because that you could cap. That's not a big deal. Yep. Now you got to get the little hole in the spreader cleaned out. Yeah, that popped right back out. And I'm sure that this would clean up just fine. You'd have to... It, yeah, oh, you just yeah. run water through it. Yeah, I think so. Here, let's find out. Let's find out if it's water-soluble. Oh, yeah. Yep, that just cleans right that'll just clean right up there you go see look at that yeah and as you were saying rich me as a as a normal homeowner i i have to get all of these things including the wet rag you were talking about i mean i, I i've got to sit here i, I mean yeah it, it will feel good me putting on a tool belt and getting dirty and mixing uh -huh. something up but uh -huh. But I mean, this is this is a perfect solution for somebody banging a chair into the wall, or I mean, any of these. Well, that's things. my point as well. I, you know, I don't think you're going to find a, you know your typical drywall contractor running around with one of these. But I think for the typical homeowner who's just trying to do some things on the weekend, it might be a, a decent investment for quick touch-ups. This would be great. Yeah. Because you touch up the ding in the wall, you've got a little extra paint. Boom, boom, it's taken care of. And for 20 bucks, you know, call a painter. It's going to be a couple hundred dollars to have them come out and do the touch-ups and leave. Yeah. You know, so this, it'd be quick, easy. You could do it yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And you're buying one tool. So there you go. Okay. This thing is, uh, I would, for 20 bucks, 
I think I'd give it yeah. a try. Uh, refills are ten bucks on the uh, website. And then these are these refills are ten bucks. Yep. I don't know. So. I don't think you can beat that. That's that's no. I I didn't want to like this product, but I think now that I've played with it, I like it. I think I like it. Okay, let's set this off to the side. Like and subscribe for more content and visit MightyHouse.net. Next up, you've got some of these. Whoa, what happened there? That's, that's see-through brush. Okay, there, right there. See, know. look at that. You've got a couple of these too, don't you, Rich? I do. What Actually, are these? You were kind enough to send me a couple. So these are a new paintbrush uh, from a company called Stinger. So this is the Stinger Innovation. Yeah. And I have to keep it down here too. Um, I think, which one do you have? That's the medium. This is Philablend Technology Stinger. Not in the Innovation hand. Series. I'm in the Innovation Series also. Okay. All right. But then this one here is the Stinger Pro. Yes. So what... What most people can't tell, and you can't see if we hold them up because of green screen technology, <laughs> but if you take and shoot straight down on that brush, we'll talk real quick about it. It's made from three types of filaments. So one is actually made to hold more paint. One is actually there to smooth it. But what really makes this brush different is that little extended tip, the stinger. Okay, and the Pro has a darker blue one. Um, but what it does is it's designed to hold more paint, but also that tip, if you've ever used a sash brush to try to cut in at corners and things, um, that stinger will allow the paint to flow out to the tip where you're not moving the brush or rolling the brush. It gives you a finer, tighter line. You see how this is kind of right here? This is like curling away. Right now, it's nice and straight, but as soon as you start to draw it, it curls the, away. The Right, and so you're losing your these. tip because it curls. So now, if you do this with the stinger and you lay it in there and now you start to pull it, now you've got a nice straight line through there. You see that? Right, your paint flows from the back of the brush to that stinger tip. Yep. So a sash brush is not made to go, you know, big board left hand, small board right hand. It's made to hold at an angle and drag. And this is actually one of those really cool innovations to me. Um. And I don't know what these brushes retail for. And I can tell you right now, I usually only buy expensive, purdy brushes. Yep. And I would be all over these at almost any price because I don't need tape. Correct. Well, yeah, when you do it I correctly. Dislike, I dislike painter's tape because, yep. first off, it's extremely expensive for what it is. It's paper with glue on it. Yep. And second, I don't like tape because it does not give you a clean edge. Not not a clean edge. Are we are we ready to give this a shot? <clears throat> give it a line. Okay, let's let's lay this down here. But what I'm saying is, see how the paint is flowing from the back to the front? Yep. Look at that, dude. That cuts like perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's, it's actually funny. Paintbrushes have been around for I don't know. I'm willing to bet somewhere around four thousand years. Yep. Sash brushes have been around for at least 250 years. And somebody finally realized that all we needed to do is put a little tip on it. And then, you know, if you want to do a regular, and this is not, this is not prime. This is just regular drywall. I didn't even prime this yet. So 
Um, it lays down a nice even line. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. this one we're not sending out. This one we're gonna. I'm gonna keep this one. <laughs> well, if they want to get their own, it's twenty five dollars a pop. Okay, twenty five bucks a pop. All right, and I can tell you right now, I pay that at least that for what I buy now. Right. So now let's go to a let's go to a standard sash brush. Let's see how I can lay this down because this is what I'm used to working with. Well, you know what? Well, the regular sash brush works fine. But it's still what it, where the real difference is is where the paint ends up. Yeah. So with a regular sash brush, you start running out of paint far sooner. Yes. I'm, I mean, it's out. I did that one line, and I don't have any more. Right. I need. I need to redip. Now the other thing too is if you look at the the construction of the brush, your brush has a paint well in it. So if you look at the end of the brush. The, your your old style sash brush, you yes, can actually yes. pull the bris, bristles apart when yep. it's cleaning it, yep. and you'll have a gap in the middle. Right. That's your paint well. That's what's designed to actually hold the paint, but from the paint well, it doesn't get to the tip very well. What, so, so what they did is if you look at a standard uh, sash brush, it has a paint well between two rows of brushes, basically, of bristles. Yep. So when it's clean, not when it's wet, it's hard to tell. But, but this one you can actually dry, see. It. You'll see two halves. Yeah. But on the stinger, it's actually more there's more bristles to carry more paint towards that stinger tip. Yeah, and you can see that in the thickness of this mm-hmm. versus this one. There's and more I just like the feel thing. of it. So I don't hold the paintbrush. Like there's way too much handle on this. Yeah. Right? I don't know about you, but it's right. It's I sort hold of like, like holding this. the pencil. Yeah. And you hold it at a 45 and you cut it in right just like that yeah so you can cut all that off so the big <laughs> yeah. thing with these is i just love the feel of it the the yeah. you know the aluminum yes ring it's got, it's got a nice weight to it yeah and and what do you i know this there's a name for this piece that goes around the brush i'd call it a ferrule but i don't remember what they called it but I mean, it's not on. it's it's pressed on there versus it being nailed on and crimped you know, it, it's a... It's an extruded aluminum ferrule. Yes. Very nice. No, it is. That's the whole thing. It's extremely comfortable. Again, this is not going to be sent out. It's dirty. I, we can't send out a dirty one. <laughs> oh, of course not. No. So, um, we'll have to figure out another way to give one of those away. How, how long do you do you use brushes for, Rich? Do you, you keep them for a couple Pretty months? Pretty much until I've worn them to, to no, no bristles yep. anymore. Okay. Um, a, br- a good brush is like any tool. You take care of them. You know what I mean? So when you go to wash this out, here's a couple things. Don't ever get your brush up to the ferrule, right? Keep the, get paint, the paint down all the way at the up bottom, yeah. you know, at the bottom where it belongs. Right. If it starts getting bad, then you want to go wash it out. But one of the things you do is you take a brush, a nail brush or a brass brush, and you want to clean all the, the impurities off the bristles. Get it clean. Now, if you have a brush that gets away from you, that's what paint stripper's for. Put your brush in paint stripper. It'll dissolve the paint, then wash it out. But there's no reason to let, you know, and the the worst thing you want to do is go buy a cheap paintbrush. Because a cheap paintbrush, the bristles will fall out as you're doing it. They won't lay down paint very nicely. You can tell when you're using a good brush. Yes. And I'm telling this is, this one, that's why I was, you know, this is a good quality brush that is meant for, painting well so is this pro or joe this is definitely pro pro without a doubt but good for joe any day yes 
Well, and if somebody's worried about learning how to, they always have to tape their corners and all that stuff, and they tape their baseboards, give one of these a try. This is the cost of what it's going to cost you to buy all that tape. And by the time you go around a room, you'll be good at cutting in. And with one of these, it can't get any easier than this. But one of the things, too, and we talk about it, is even if you're really good at cutting in and you take your time. Yep. Let's say you're going across the top of a baseboard or around a window casing. Yep. Okay, you got a little extra paint on the window casing. What do you do? Wipe it off. You just take a wet rag out of your pocket. You wrap <laughs> it around your five-in-one tool, uh -huh. and you take that, and you clean that little paint smudge off of there. If you're doing a top of baseboard, you actually want to go across the top of that baseboard fairly quick then wrap your five-in-one tool with a wet cloth and you drag it across the top of the baseboard and you end up with a perfect straight edge. Yep. So Zero cutting tape. in is more to go back against the ceiling or two colors in a corner, that kind of thing. Yep. But again, you know, there's techniques for it that tape is... I hate when I see tape coming out of the house. Yes, I do too. Can't agree more. All right, let's move on to product number three. You've made it this far. Go ahead and ring that bell to be notified for future videos. Okay, product number three. See how I did that? Three. Um, is It's called the Outlet, and it has two outlets Holes. like you normally... Yeah, it has two outlets, but it's also got a USB port in it. Nice. So, so now, all of a sudden, you go, well, I've already got two things plugged into it. I've already got... See how that's disappearing? Yes. Everything, everything they sent us was green. So whoever took a marketing and packaging class in college <laughs> didn't learn not to put green on any box because <laughs> because you can put holes work. in people. All right. Yes. So you've you've got two things plugged in. Now what happens? Let's go to the overhead shot. See, look at that. Now you pull this little button on the side and it pops out. And now check, can check that Whoa. out. Now you've got four outlets and two USB ports. And it just pops back in. It folds in. And so let's go ahead and that's a 15 amp remove this there. device from the box and see what, see what comes with it. So we got the box right there. So you can, let's flip that around. So if you want to read while you're sitting there, you can. All right. So then it comes with a couple of screws and, right. some, and some longer ones too, in case you got too long. Um, and then it has this outlet so it pops open like that so it's it an outlet like and cover gonna... plate in one it is but it's got screws in there so this cover plate has got to be able to pop off somehow let's do that there we go there, come on if you would like to send us your things to break on air <laughs> contact yeah. ron at send the products to ron i'll take the okay let's see how this one works all right. I see shards of white plastic flying. I'll know you're right. Oh, there. there you go. See, you got to take the little button off. Okay, so now you can get to these screws. Mm -hmm. And, then and that'll fit in a standard single gang plastic box. So the, the issue I have with this so far is that works good. This pops open nice. It's UL listed. It's so you can use this. And, and it's also got the Canadian and California uh, code compliant. So you can use mm -hmm. this. And anywhere, and then it's got that. There's your screws here to, to secure that to the box. But let's see if this goes into the box completely, because that's where I thought this does not this does not fit. 
So it doesn't fit a standard plaster ring. No, no, this is a, this, so if you live in the Chicagoland area, most, most cases you're going to have a metal box like this, right. plus a, a single gang plastering. Right now, this outlet does not pass through that plastering. So that part's no so good. So then you just shave it so off. So then, the, oh. the other thing, it's so deep, Right. Even if you ha could get it through that half-inch plastering, well, it's not going to fit in a standard. I'm looking inch at and a half deep the lugs box. on the backside. That's made for Romex so, and a Romex and a plastic box. For for a retrofit, I'm going to guess in most cases this is not going to work. Now, if you're new construction right. and you're installing deeper boxes like this, we do two-inch boxes. You can see that's going to go in just fine, and you'll have plenty of room. But you're also going to have to check your plastering's to make sure. That passes well, yeah, through your if it doesn't plastering. fit a standard plaster ringing, deep box isn't going to work. You have, do you have a, a, a non-metallic box sitting right there? Yeah. I went to Lowe's yeah, and bought this just for you, Rich. I went and got Yeah, because that's a Florida box. Yeah. <laughs> this is the rest of the country box. Okay, so now this is also, um, what's this, inch and three-eighths deep. It does fit in that, in that box. So if you, if you have pl these plastic single yeah, but where boxes, does my wire go? In this case, it's... You can't have any other wires in there. Can you see what's left in that box? That's what I'm saying. So even in Romex, how am I going to get? Right there. And yeah, you're not, not going to get, not... you're barely going to get those wires in that standard deep box. This is probably what you have. So again, yeah. you're probably going to have to go back and retrofit a deeper box into that opening. And now you're going to have room. Yeah. So I would say this one, it's not a bad idea, but you definitely would want to plan ahead. Yes. This is this product you're going to so have to So if you're plan cutting ahead. in an outlet and you're using Romex, if your municipality allows Romex, then yes, you yeah. need to use the deep boxes. Say that again? Okay, so you got that in there and then you got to put the little tab back in? Yep. So now this little tab goes back on. So that just snaps on. And then this goes back in there and now you're back up and running again. So it's an interesting idea. And and to be fair to the manufacturers of this, there are other products that have pop-out outlets and stuff, and they don't fit into standard boxes either. You have to retrofit the box in mm -hmm. the wall in order to get those pop-outs to work. So this is no different than several other manufacturers out there. Right. I'm just letting you know, it's it's great. It works. It's it's NEC listed. It's it's UL listed. It's a great product to that you can install safely. But you're going to have to make sure you've got the right box in the wall before you go investing. How much? Uh, $49.99? Yeah, I think it was $50. So before you go investing $50 into this outlet and USB port, um, you're going to want to make sure you've got the, it, the right size box. Is this more professional new construction or like... No, I go it's to limited use. So where I would use that, I would never put those throughout my house. That would be... Uh, it wouldn't even be legal on a kitchen counter because it's a 15 amp outlet and you'd need minimum 20. Correct. So that would be your desk outlets, workstations, things like that, yep. where, where, you, you know, you normally have your computer plugged in or a laptop plugged in, but then you want to charge your phone or two items, then you plug in that gotcha. way. So it's just expandable instead of going and getting a multi-plug. Right. So, um, great idea. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I, and I think if they can reduce the size of this device that goes into the box over time they may be able to reduce that and maybe what's making it so big one is the the mechanics to make that pop out like that but the other thing is you need the um in order to have the usb charging ports in there you need that uh 
those microchips in there also. So there's a lot going on inside this to reduce sure. that voltage. So there you go. It is so called... it needs two things. It needs to be shallower if possible, and then also make it work in a standard plaster ring for a good portion of the company, country and right. commercial. Correct. Because even down here, it's all metallic, EMT, yep. for commercial. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we only use Romex in residential. Only extension cords on residential. Yes, only residential. <laughs> okay, good. All right, there you go. It's called the outlet, and it's 50 bucks at your local big box store, I'm sure. So uh, check it out. Don't forget to sign up for the Mighty House newsletter at MightyHouse.net. Put in your email and click Boom Done. Our last product today is going to be this right here. It's a wood filler, and it's, it's made... What is it, Rich? Gork's Good Filler. Yes. And um, it's been around a while. We, we had him on the radio show when we were doing our radio show years mm -hmm. ago. And uh, Rich and I just both love this product, so we thought, what a great way to round out today's show by... Putting in a product that you don't get a you don't see yet. It's not in the big box stores, but it's worth every penny. And if you're a professional, this is where you want to go for sure. Yeah, I've given this to professional painters to use on trim work, and they're like, "Where'd you get this stuff? Where'd you get this stuff?" Because it's a water-based wood filler that's tintable. Yep. It can be stained or painted, and it's water-based, and it does not shrink. So what, if you have the 32-ounce tub like Ron's got and I've got in my hand, they dry out a little bit on the top, right? You see that happen? All I got to do is stir it. And if it's a little too thick, you add a touch of water. So it doesn't really go bad. I suppose if you freeze it, it's probably not a good thing. I don't know. I've but, had it in my truck, too. It, it's this, this yeah, stuff. It's, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I use it all the time. You know, okay. like if you're shooting in some baseboard and stuff like that and you're finishing up your trim work. You just you just you grab this stuff and a putty knife, go around, fill all the all the nail holes, boom, yep. done. It uh, works great, and the painters love it too. A lot of painters say, "Don't fill the nail holes. I'll do it myself," because they right. want it to look right. But I've had painters come back and say, "Hey, where'd you get that stuff? That's that's great. Is that caulk?" And no. Here. No, is that the consistency really of it? Is is about caulk or? Uh... No, it's like a thick. It, it's almost it's, like taping compound. But it's, but, I, I'd say it's thicker than that even. Well, it's thicker than, yeah, I suppose. But it's a good, it's a good putty filler. But they also make a grain filler. Yes. So the grain filler is actually, you can get it in clear and you can dye it to match the wood grain. Like if you yeah. wanted to do, oak is an open pour wood, ash is an open pour wood, right? Maple and walnut typically aren't. You don't need to use grain fillers typically on those. Right. But on an oak board, when you see professionally finished furniture and you see an oak tabletop and it's like smooth as glass and you go get your stain and your polyurethane and you can put 100 coats of polyurethane on there and it still doesn't look like what you saw, it's because you didn't use grain filler. So by using the good filler grain filler, you wipe that on there, go over it with a wet rag that pushes that into that, into that grain, fills those pores. And then when you put your top coat finish on, your finish is smooth as glass. Yes. But these products, water-based, safe, they're amazing. Yep. You know, best of luck to this guy. Like you said, he was on the show years ago, and this is a keeper. Well, you said it could also be tented. Does that mean mm -hmm. I can just take a little bit of whatever stain or anything I'm using and just mix it with this? Yep. Yes. There you go. Wow. Yes. 
It's it, there. They also they they come pre. They have some that are already yeah. certain colors. Yeah, they have. They offer eleven colors. Yeah, but I always buy. So this you can one, get some the white. You know, but if because if you're doing like cherry trim or walnut trim in a house, you're not going to put white filler over it because you're going to go back with a clear coat. You're, you don't typically stain cherry right. walnut. You know, there's a few species that's sort of a sin to, to put stain on. Yeah. So you would actually buy it where it's colored to that species of wood and then fill it. And once you put your clear coat on, it disappears. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Go check them out. All the I'll have uh, website links to all of these products down below. So uh, go ahead, go check them out, and uh, let them know you heard about it right here on Mighty House. And uh, also, again, for the newsletter, go to MightyHouse.net. Click on the Contact Us page. Go down, fill out the information. Just click Boom Done. We're not going to be mailing you a bunch of stuff. Once a week, you'll get a, a notice telling you what's on the show. And in this case... We've got some products to give away, so you'll find out what products we're giving away, and uh, you can send us an email, and we'll uh, fire those out at you. So I just um, want to say thank you to the Niles Design Center. Look at that! Wow, timing! Look at you, Mister Fancy Pants. <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll say uh, keep it square and level. Until, Until next, next time. time. Until next time. Roll that music. Scroll it, baby. Scroll, Scroll it. it. Roll that bean. That's it. Okay, 45 minutes later. <laughs> right? Hey, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh. Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.